Well, good morning. Welcome to Life Church. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. It's great to see you today. Everybody doing well? I think people that go to church in Wisconsin on days like today, like there's special rewards in heaven. Anybody else believe that? I just do. I'm just going to be real honest. I was just like, I, I don't know who's going to be here, man. I don't, like this weather is, all my buddies in the south will all say, man, how do you deal with the snow? I said, man, the snow is great because when the, there's snow on the ground, people can't go anywhere, especially if they got little kids. They want to rele- release the hounds, right? Just let them go and play. And that kind of deal, sunny and 75 is what kills, it, what kills me, right? So it's just like, man, it's, but you're here. Wow, if I could give you just a big hug, i give you a big hug today. That kind of a deal. Man, you look good. Everybody looks ready to go for this day and this, this, uh, this weekend. So I just want to say it's great to see you. And we're starting a brand new series. I'm going to be here every week for this series. Uh, and I hope that you will, uh, will, will join me next weekend. We're going to continue on. And I just want to talk to you uh, really about a subject matter I don't know that I've ever completely preached a series on. I don't think that I have. Uh, it's something that I have been wanting to talk about for a while because it's something that I just think is like it's, it's a biblical character and characteristic that we're supposed to have and develop in our life. The Bible talks about it in a very straightforward fashion, but we don't always live it out. And it seems like the day and age in which we live in, I know I feel like the old man, right? So just please forgive me. That's the way it was, and that's how we did it. And I know, I feel like that guy. I, I just, my, my kids look at me like, Dad, are you serious? Like, well, back in my day, this is how we, you know. Yeah, Dad, we're not back in your day. And, and I know, I, and, and I, I mean, so anyhow, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through, a, right, I'm filtering a lot right now. Um, but uh, the subject of honor and I think it's fitting on a weekend like this, a Memorial Day weekend, when we as a country set aside a national holiday to honor people who have given of their lives for our freedom. And, uh, and I, I encourage you, I, uh, I encourage you to do something this holiday weekend more than just a weekend or a break to do something to say thank you, to, to show honor uh, to people that have given of themselves. But beyond military, the Bible speaks, this is a characteristic. This is part of the original Ten Commandments. This is part of how we're supposed to live our lives. And, and so I just was like, I, guys, we need to talk about this. When I say guys, I'm talking about to the, to the other, other campus pastors and as we're doing weekend series. And so because we live in a culture that continues to degrade and basically diminish the value of what I call honor. And I'm going to explain it a little bit today. And I'm going to unpack what that means over the next couple of weeks. And, um, and as Christ followers, we're called to honor, but we live in a culture that doesn't value that characteristic at all, that doesn't value that characteristic of, of honor. And so today I just want to answer three questions that are very simple when it comes to honor. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 6. Jesus actually speaks directly about this subject matter, Mark chapter 6. And I'm going to get there in just a minute. But I, I just, I really hope that you will journey with me today. And the next three weeks, as we go every single weekend, I'm going to be here. Every single weekend, we're going to be talking about this subject matter, what this means, how we live this out in our life. And um, I, I just, I, I don't want to get on a soapbox. I don't want to be, oh, that's the way it was. And we, I don't want to be the old guy. But I do want to go back to what does God's word say. So there's three questions I want to answer today when it comes to this subject of, of honor. So first of all is what is honor? So you're taking notes, just write that down. What is honor? I'm going to give a working definition and some context to this. 
So before we jump right into this passage in Mark chapter 6, let me give you a little context. Jesus has been, he's begun his earthly ministry. He's doing many, many miracles. Matter of fact, he's just come from a city where he has healed everyone, the Bible says. He's cast out demons uh, from a man that was, uh, and they were cast into an entire herd of pigs. If you remember that story, he healed a woman with the issue of blood. He's raised a young girl from the dead. And now he's going back to his hometown of Nazareth. And he doesn't receive the warmest of welcome. And this is where we pick up in the, in the narrative uh, in Mark's gospel, chapter 6, verse 1. So he, Jesus, went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him, verse 2. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Verse 3. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Verse 4, this is Jesus' response to their questions and to their thoughts. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. Jesus basically says, hey, what's happening, all of this is a lack of honor, and I don't receive honor in my hometown. You, I, you, don't, you don't really get this and understand what's going on. The word honor there in the original language in Greek means to value, to respect, or highly esteem. It's to treat something as precious or weighty or very valuable. And Jesus says, I'm not treated with value here. I'm not treated with respect here. I'm not treated with esteem here. I'm not treated as precious or weighty or valuable. Without honor means to dishonor, which is to treat something as common or ordinary. Instead, Jesus says, you've dishonored me. You've treated me as something that's just common or just ordinary. It's been said many times, the phrase familiarity breeds contempt, but I think familiarity really breeds indifference. The more familiar you become with someone or something or something, you kind of get used to it. It's like Tammy and I lived in a, in a town uh, that had a, a, a huge paper mill industry. And when we first moved there, you could just smell, especially on certain days, it just smelled like burnt, uh, kind of ruined broccoli. It just had this nasty, if you've ever lived in a mill town, it just had that smell to it. But it wasn't long after that we would get used to that smell. And then we would have family or friends or people that would come in town to visit us, and they go, what's that smell? And we're like, what smell? Oh, oh, that's, that's a paper mill. That's what's going on. You get used to something. You become indifferent. The noise of a city. Uh, if you live in a major suburban, um, excuse me, urban area, and you live, you're used to the sounds of maybe police cars or ambulances or whatever. But, but you go out into the country, into a rural area, and the quiet, you, you can't almost, almost hardly sleep. The opposite's true. You're used to a very quiet setting, and then you go to a very busy, bustling city, and you stay in a downtown hotel, and just the noises, you, just, you're, you become used to it. You become used to the person that's always there. It's that indifference. And honor is not allowing yourself to become indifferent. Honor is not allowing yourself to become indifferent with something or someone. Honor is not about someone else. It's about you. Honor is about your character being revealed. I was raised in a way that my, my dad taught my brother and I that we, we looked at, at other men that were anywhere older than us as sir, mister, and women as ma'am or miss or missus. 
you never called them by their first name. That's how I was raised. Uh, you, you, you never talked to the pastor by his first name. It was pastor, his last name. There was a certain decorum that was given. You went to someone's home. <laughs> there was always, I don't know if you remember this, if you were raised this way, you were always taught how to act, right? Like, and you were, and I, we were threatened with you're going to get spanked if you didn't act right. So there was always a question at the end and when we got back in the car, hey, are we, are we good or, or is there punishment coming, right? <laughs> and, uh, but it was like, we're going to their home. We are going to honor their home. So whatever is set in front of you, that's what you eat. And you do not make a face. My mother would just, my mom would either hit you in the back of the head or she'd pinch you just right here on the arm, right? You know, it was just like one of those deals. You just, and you said thank you and please. And you had manners. You were taught. You were honoring that home. You were honoring that space. You're in their space. You never went somewhere that wasn't yours that you dishonored. The only time you could really just be you and do what you want to do was in your own home, which my dad would remind us was not our house. It was his house, that we were just simply kind of their squatters for just a little while, and then we were going to be out, right? But it's this, it's this sense of honor. It's this sense of it's not about you. It's not about should, are you honorable. It's I'm going to show honor out of respect, out of value, out of authority, out of who I am. And so honor is really about respecting the authority that God's placed you under. And that's hard for us sometimes, especially as Americans, because, well, bless God, you know, we make statements like, I didn't vote for that person, or I didn't do that, or that, that wasn't my choice. Yeah, yeah, but, but the Bible is very clear that, 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 that people that govern us and people that rule us, Jesus will go on and talk about this. And you have to remember, he's talking to people who are under occupational rule not a democratic rule. They have no voice. They have no say. They're in the occupancy of Rome. Therefore, they want to see Jesus overthrow the Roman government, exalt himself over Caesar, and that's one of the reasons why some of those guys get involved and follow him, i.e. Simon the Zealot. He was a complete extremist, and Jesus brings him into the fold and helps him to understand that the kingdom that God's about is not an earthly kingdom that will be here today and gone tomorrow, but it's a heavenly kingdom that will live on forever and that we can live on this earth with kingdom principles, God's kingdom, in such a way that will bring peace to our own lives and blessing to the people that are around us, but will ultimately usher in the second coming of the Lord. And so honor is, is, is about respecting the authority God's placed you under because you realize that God's the one that's placed that person there. The Bible says no one gets to a place of authority unless God places them there. Yeah, but, but what about bad people and their place of authority? Yeah, I, I get that. And in a democratic society, in a political sense, you can vote them out of office. Nothing wrong with that. There, there are ways to get rid of people and to deal with people because they're doing wrong and bad. You, you stand up for, for what's right and for what's good, but you can do it in a way that is honorable. Doesn't mean that you don't have a right. Doesn't mean that you don't speak against injustice. Doesn't mean you don't speak against sin. Doesn't mean there aren't people that need to be fired or dealt with. It doesn't mean that you don't have a voice. It just means the voice that you use, you do it in a way that is honorable. Because honor is not about that person. It's about you. I say please and thank you to you, not because you're nice to me, but because I'm going to show honor to you in that situation because that's my character revealed. I, I'm, going to, I, I'm going to show to show an honor to you, not because of, of you, but because of me. In our world, sometimes we, we only honor people that we view as honorable. And the Bible says, no, 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 and I'm going to get into this in just a minute and through this series. 
is it's no, it's about people that are in authority. And sometimes those people that are in authority over you are not the most honorable of individuals. So what do we do with that? Well, we're going to talk about that. But the short answer is, is you, let, you either trust that God's in control or you're in control. Who's in control? And I'm just telling you, and I'm a type A personality, I'd much rather God be in control than me be in control because I'd mess it up in a, in a hurry. You see, God uses positional authority in our lives to develop true character and honoring true authority, which is God. I cannot truly serve the Lord and honor him if I cannot honor and serve the people that he's placed me under. I learned this in, in man, it's really quiet today. I, 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 learned, I learned this in, in working on staff for almost a decade for other, other pastors. And there were pastors that didn't keep their word. There were pastors that, 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 that didn't do always the right thing. There were pastors that I disagreed with how they handled a situation or a personnel issue or whatever. There were times where a pastor would go left and I thought we should go right. There were times where I probably was right and they were wrong. And then there were a lot of more times where I was wrong and they were right, but in my youthful exuberance to want to change the world, I, I would, 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 would really have a strong opinion. I know that's hard for you to imagine. But one of the things that I learned in that process is if I can't respect the person, I respect the position. And if I cannot respect the position, then I respectfully resign and go somewhere else. Because if I'm going to have sheep of my own pasture as a shepherd, I've got to be responsible, first of all, for the sheep of another man's pasture. And if I'm not responsible for the sheep of another man's pasture, if I not, cannot be a person under authority, I will never be a person of authority. This is the value of honor. If I can't honor those that are in authority over me, I will never be honored when I'm in authority. I'm sowing seed. I'm actually, my actions are actually sowing seed. They're actually giving a tell. They're actually showing my character that's being revealed because Honor is something that is not earned. Honor is something that's given. I give you honor, not because of you, but because of me. I say, sir and ma'am, not because of you, but because that's how I was raised. I say, Mr. and Miss, not because you are a person of respectable of respectability. I do that because that speaks of who I am. I raise my children. I'll never forget uh, one of the girls, I can't remember which one, and if I could, I probably wouldn't say it right now because they would kill me. But they really, they crossed the line with the teacher and basically just said the teacher was wrong, they were right. It was probably Ava. And, and so it was just, just pleading their case. And I mean, they were in elementary school, early, 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 like second, third grade, whatever. And, um, and so we found out about it. Uh, Tammy uh, sent a note to the teacher, but Tammy had Ava personally write a handwritten apology note to the teacher, like second or third grade, hand it to the teacher with Tammy standing there and apologize. The teacher said something to us that completely surprised me. She said, in all of my years of teaching, I have never had a child apologize to me with or without the parent standing there, ever. I've had parents say, thank you, we'll handle it but never to make the child come back and to do this. And we were amazed at that because it's like, well, how did they learn? This is your teacher. This is authority in your life. You need to be respectable. You need, you need to 
honor those people that, are, that you're under and that you're around. And, and just teaching, hey, here's what's going on. You know, and I was raised in a deal where the teacher was always right. I know they're not always right, but, but unless you're a teacher, you're always right. But, right? <laughs> but teachers are always right. And, and, and my dad would always say, if you get in trouble at school, then you got trouble when you got home. I mean, the, my, my dad was like, look, let, I'm going to discipline you first, and then I'm going to ask questions later. Anybody else? And, and if my brother and I were ever confused about who, who did it, then my dad would say, I'm going to spank both of you boys, and that way I get the right one. That, that was the rule of thumb. Honor something that you give. It's not something that you take. If you honor me as your pastor, I can't demand that of you. I, I can earn your respect, but honor, I can't get that. That's only something that you grant. If I honor you as a child of God, if I honor you as someone in authority, if I honor you, that's not something you can demand of me. That's something I have to give of you. That's about me. Second question is, why does honor matter? Why does honor matter? Go back to Mark chapter 6, verse 5. And Jesus could do no mighty work there except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. This is interesting. He has just gone through an entire town and healed everybody. He has been healing people as he's walking along the streets. He has been doing miracles, signs, and wonders. And he wants to go back to his hometown, and his desire is to do something great there. His desire is to kind of give back. His desire is to kind of go back to where he came from. He's not embarrassed. Nazareth was not like a great city to be from. He wasn't embarrassed of Nazareth. He, he, he wasn't withholding of it. He's not, it's not like covertly he's going back. He's not going back in the nighttime. He's not slipping in. And, and, and into that area. No, no, he, he's literally going back because he wants to do good. But when he gets there, if you go back to the preceding verses, there's all these questions of who is he and what's going on and, and where does he come from and why, why and who does he think? Isn't this just a, isn't this just, isn't this just, does he not? It's a reason why a lot of times many pastors never go back and pastor in their hometowns because either they've got a pastoral history that people just can't get over or they view that individual as so common that really can they teach us? Really? I mean, isn't that, isn't that Jerry and Paulus boy? I mean, didn't he come up from a pretty, pretty humble beginning? Didn't he? What? He's, he's got, they just can't, people can't. They can't show that honor. They, they can't reconcile that. And because they couldn't do that, Jesus couldn't do any mighty works there. You see, a lack of honor and a lack of faith is lim limited what Jesus was able to do otherwise. Had they honored him and went, wow, you've done miracle signs and wonders. We've heard, wow, your teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath is amazing. Wow, please come in. Please come to our home. Please be our guest. That's where he was treated everywhere else. Please. And it would have released the God's ability to be able to do mighty works among them. But the Bible says because he was not honored, because of the dishonor that he was shown, he couldn't do anything except for a few miracles. It makes me wonder sometimes, what are we limiting God to do in our own lives, and our own families, because of the lack of honor? How many times does God want to bless us, but he can't bless us because we don't have this character of honor? We're always right. We're always, 
whatever. We, we, we can't go, well, I don't understand this, and I don't get that. And You ever been around somebody, they always have to bring everybody else down? Why is that? Why do they have to bring everybody? Well, this person's just, and they're just, and I know where they're from, and I know, because they have to elevate themselves. Again, this is not about the person, Jesus. This is about the people. This wasn't an indictment against Jesus and his ability to be able to, to do what he wanted to do. It was, it, was, it was people. It's interesting. He's God. He can do anything he wants to do. Yet the Bible says he could do no mighty works there. It didn't say he chose to do no mighty works there. It didn't say he, he wanted to, but he couldn't. That's what it says. He, he desired, he goes there, he's doing this, but yet he can't. Why can't he? Because there's a lack of honor. Romans 12.10 says, outdo one another in showing honor. See, honor will elevate you and the work that God wants to do in your life. When you honor the people that you work for, listen to me. Most of us in this room, you work, for, for, you, work you have a boss. And even if you are the head honcho, you're answering to somebody. Everybody answers to somebody. And if you, if you honor the people that you're working for, even if those people are not the most honorable, even if those people don't always make the right decisions, even if those people are wrong, if you operate with a sense of honor, if you watch what you say about them, you watch how you respond to them, you watch how you live your life, you are a person under their authority. And so you, you go, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, got it, we'll do it, we'll make it, we'll do our very best, we're going to make this happen, we're going to do this. Even if what they're asking seems unreasonable to you or, or, well, if I was the boss, well, if I was the boss, well, if I was the boss, can I just help you with that? If you, if you were supposed to be the boss, you'd be the boss. Man, that hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> and it doesn't mean that the boss is always right. It doesn't mean that the leader is always right. But it does mean that if you believe what the Bible says, that no one gets to a position of authority unless God elevates them, that no one gets there unless God allows it to happen, then even if they're dishonorable, it doesn't matter. You can disagree, but do it honorably. You can do what you feel is right, and if you feel like it's just so great that you cannot respect the person and you can no longer respect the position, then find another place to work, find another place to serve, find another place to go. It's because dishonor will demote you and will stunt what God wants to do in your life. That's what this passage teaches us. Dishonor, the lack of honor, the lack of honor and the characteristic of honor will demote you and stunt what God wants to do in your life. Honor is, is your choice, not someone else's. You have the ability to choose this. It's, again, it's like this weekend. We honor all of those who have given their lives for our freedom. For the freedom to be able to preach God's word without strings, without prosecution or persecution. Thank God for, for America and the country in which we live in. Thank God for men and women who gave their lives and who give their lives so that we can do this. Those of you men and women that serve or have served in our armed forces, thank you for your service. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> you see, folks, we don't have to agree with everything the military does. We don't have to agree with the commander-in-chief. We don't have to agree with, we don't have to even completely understand we can disagree, but we must do so honorably. We must do so with respect. We must do so with dignity. Because if we don't, we then degrade ourselves. We then pull back ourselves. We then hurt ourselves. 
in that process. Again, I wonder how many promotions, how many blessings, how many mighty works God would like to do in our own lives that we prevent him from doing because we don't operate with honor. Third question, and this is my last one, who do we honor? Who do you show honor to? We've described what honor is, why honor matters, who do we honor? Well, first of all, we honor God. The Bible's very clear about this. We honor God, and I'm going to talk more about this. I'm not going to expand a lot on this today, but I'm going to talk more about this in this series. The Bible says there are two specific ways that you honor God. Matter of fact, it only gives us two ways in Scripture that we honor God. Giving and worship. And I'm going to unpack that in the next couple of weeks. The second person or, or the second individual that we honor according to Scripture is our spouse. Our spouse. We, we, 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the wife. It goes on to say that if you don't, you're actually hindering your own prayers. It's a very troubling statement, especially if you're a husband. What does it mean to honor your spouse? It's talking about the time that you spend with them. Do you honor them with your time? Do you honor them with your words? Woman? (laughs) Right? Do you honor them with your words? I love her. If that changes, I'll let her know. Yeah, that sounds really great, doesn't it? (laughs) He's driving me crazy. Uh Uh-huh. You honor them by speaking highly of them in front of other people. Are they the butt of your joke? It's very dishonoring. Or do you stand in their defense and you honor them by what you say? Keeping your commitments and your vows that you've made to them. That's how you honor your spouse. Again, much easier preached than lived. But I wonder how many times our home isn't blessed and our marriages aren't blessed. And we're not seeing the level of God doing mighty works that he wants to do because we don't honor the helpmate and the individual that God's partnered us with in life. It's important. It's important for your kids to hear that. Because your kids are hearing what you're saying. Your kids are watching what you're saying. Your kids are watching your actions. And we all know this as parents. But how we treat our, our, our spouses and how we treat our earthly parents, our kids are going to treat us the same way and they're going to treat their spouses the same way. Every time we have a baby dedication, one of the things that I always say is, is that these children are going to look to you, mom and dad, as what a godly woman and a godly man looks like. Not perfect, nobody's perfect, but someone who is striving, someone who is trying, someone who is honoring. Third person that we're called to honor is our parents. Mom, that's a good time for you to say amen, so you've got teenagers in the room. <laughs> it's one of the commandments in Exodus chapter 20. How do you honor your parents? Well, if you're under their roof and you're on their payroll, it starts with sir, ma'am, yes. Yes and yes. Amen? Yeah. You honor them by being obedient. The Bible says that when you do this, long will be your life. 
one of the blessings of a long life, it, it's, it's not Botox and, and, and plastic surgery, amen, and nip and tuck. How you have a long life is not through vitamins and through exercise, although those things are all great, well, and fine. A long life, the Bible says, is how you treat your parents. I think part of it is so that they don't kill you, right? Amen? Let's just be honest. <coughs> but the other part of it about it is, is that you, you, you honor your parents as, as a child under their roof by being obedient, to obey them. Listen, if you read the book of Proverbs, which is only 30, 31 chapters, if you read the book of Proverbs over and over and over again, it talks about, listen to the instruction of your father and of your mother, your father and your mother. Your father and your mother. Look at the instructions. Listen, 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 my son. Over and over. It's, it's, it's a very parental talking to a, from, from a parent to a child, from a father to a son type of a document. It's, it's how wisdom speaks. Wisdom is, is actually, uh, uh, in that, is given to be the characteristics of, of a female, which is kind of interesting, guys. And, and, but, but it's talking from a dad to his son and listen to the wisdom. Listen to wisdom. She, she shouts in the streets, listen to the wisdom of your mother. Listen to what you've been taught. It's, there's an obedience that comes into that. But then there comes a point where you're no longer under their roof and you're paying your own bills, right? Now, I'll never forget coming, uh, my dad and my mom coming to the little house that Tammy and I rented when we were first newly married. And it was a summer day in the South. And I go to the front, there was a, a front door and then there was a uh, storm door, a glass door. And so I opened both doors. So there's nothing. It's just, and I just sat down and was continuing to watch the game with my dad. And he goes, what, what, what's this about? I go, oh, it's no big deal. And he said, and it really, 30 seconds, a minute went later. What, what, no, what is, what, you need to shut the door. I said, it, it's totally fine, dad, it's totally fine. What, I mean, is there a smell? I don't smell anything. Like, what, what are you doing? And I said, dad, I'm air conditioning the neighborhood. And he looked at me. I said, it's, it's okay. It's my house. Because growing up, he would always say, you boys need to keep the door shut. You're, air conditioning, you're letting all this air conditioning out. You're air conditioning the neighborhood. I'm paying these bills. I said, Dad, I'm paying for this. It's completely fine. And I did it for about five minutes just to irritate him. And he was so mad, he went in the other room. I was just having fun. I was just having fun. Under his roof, be dishonoring. My own roof, it's not. I'm just paying my bills, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that how we communicate to our parents, how we speak to them, whether we're a kid or we're an adult, how, how do you talk to your parents? I mean, this is something that I've looked at people. I, I, was, in a, I was shopping with the girls one day, and, and I saw a young man talk to his mother in a way that it was, Tammy grabbed my arm because I was about to go over and light him up, which I can't do, right? But I'm just like, who do you think you are? You could tell this woman had worked all day long, probably a single mom. If not, she's working, her husband's working, trying to pay bills. She's trying to get him what he wants, but she can't afford what he wants, and he is throwing a complete fit, which I wanted to give him a job application and kick his butt out of the store, right? Kind of a deal. Because I was just like, but, but I got, and, and, I, and we talked about it. I said, but that child was allowed to talk that way all these years, it's, I did as youth pastors what I call Frankenstein. Parents, the kids turn 16, they show up in your office, and they go, hey, here's what Johnny's doing. Hey, here's what Sally's doing. And I'm going, well, did you deal with this here? No, did you say anything about this here? Hey, I saw this a couple years ago when they were in junior high and talked to you about it as a youth pastor, but you didn't really do Yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of created Frankenstein, so right now you, all you can do is hang on because they are doing what you've created them to do. See, the truth of the matter is, is how we relate to our, our 
uh, adult, as adults, how we relate to our parents or how our kids see us, them to relate to us. So how do you relate to your adult parents? As adults, how do you relate to them? How do you speak about them in front of your kids? What do you do? Do you honor them? Do you go? Do you spend time? Do you do? Do you correct your kids and even how they respond to their grandparents? Because you're showing honor to the elderly. You're showing honor to the seniors. You're showing honor to an older generation. This is something we don't value in our world. And the Bible says that, that, that age comes with age comes wisdom and that we should value those that are older than us. We should value these other generations. So how do we do that? How we speak to them, where we put them in places of authority, how, how we deal with them, how we interact with them, what, what we do, seeking their advice, seeking their wisdom, and having that level of interaction of calling, how are you doing, mom? How are you doing, dad? What's going on? And, and having and, and hearing every, uh, about who all sick and what's going on and people you don't know anything about. And yeah, okay, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Sure, mom, yeah, okay. And what about, and yeah. And it's, okay, just why? Because you're, you're, you are honoring your parents. Next, the Bible says, is those that are in authority. We honor those who are in authority. Romans chapter 13, I won't read the passage. We honor people that are in authority. So these are, these are elected officials. These are politicians. These are um, people that we work for, companies that, that, that lead companies that we work for, that we're around, whatever. And we honor those in authority with our prayers. And, and we can disagree without dishonoring. It's very important that we have that level of, of how we do with that, is that we, we, we can disagree. We, we can completely disagree with someone who's in a voter in office. We can go vote them out. Nothing wrong with that. We, we, can, we can exercise that authority, but we are to be honoring in our speech and even how our kids hear us and how everyone hears us and people that are around us and, and what's being said. You, you, will, you will not hear me speaking dishonorably about another church, about another denomination, uh, about an elected official. It's really funny to me because every once in a while I will say things and I'm so filtered here. I wish, really wish there are some days it's like, okay, I'm just going to let it go. And then Tammy gets a hold of me. But um, the, the, it's funny because there are some of you that just think, man, he is such a, a, a right-wing Republican and da-da-da-da-da. And then there's others of you that will send me emails and go, you are such a left-wing Democrat. It's hilarious. And sometimes on the same day off the same message. It's, <laughs> it's like really somewhat comical. It, it's, the deal is, is, is as a person who is pastoring, my responsibility is not to be perfect. My responsibility is to lead us in a way, this is how our speech should be. And I can disagree, and I can have very strong sentiments. I have very strong sentiments. I don't go on social media very often. I don't even really get on social media much. Because, again, just the, the lack of dishonor that's there. I don't want to restrict what God wants to do in my life or in the ministry or what he wants to do. I'm very careful how I speak here. You know the reason why? Because I don't want there to be a lack of what God wants to do here because we have a culture of dishonor. No, no, no. We're going to have a culture of honor and honoring people and honoring that. Last thing, and then we're, we're, we're going to pray and, and do a song and be done, is spiritual leaders. Spiritual leaders. And again, I know this seems a bit uh, self-promoting, but 1 Timothy 5, 17 says, Let the elders who rule be considered worthy of double honor, uh, especially those who labor in preaching and in teaching. So how do you honor spiritual leaders? Do you just blindly follow them? No. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. If what a spiritual leader is teaching is not consistent with Scripture, get out. Even if that's me, and I pray to God it's never me. 
But it's very, it, it's, it's, it's very important that you, you, you have a brain. Don't check your brains out at the door. And, and listen, people will fail you. Um, I don't have time to expand in all of this, but, but people are, people are um, ministers, people in spiritual authority, are, are, they're humans, and they make mistakes, and they, they fail, and, uh, and they don't always do the right thing. I'm not perfect. I don't always do the right thing. I don't always say the right thing. I don't, I don't always respond the right way. As I get older, hopefully I get better, um, but, 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 but not always. And, and so there are times where, where you may go, I don't know about that. It's never wrong for you to push back. Again, do it honorably, do it respectfully, but that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, and so don't ever check your brains out at the door. Don't ever kind of just go, well, you know, I've known Pastor Cole for all these years, and so he's a good guy, and Aaron's a good guy. And Aaron may be a good guy, but Aaron's a person, and Aaron makes mistakes. That's why it's really important. So like here at the church, we have, we have an elder board. So those, those men are men who are in the church, who are, who, who are just like you, and they are members in good standing, and they're individuals that I'm responsible and accountable to. They're, in, they're men that, according to our Constitution and bylaws, can, can call for my resignation any day of the week without, excuse, without reason. That's healthy. That's healthy. If you're going to hire someone, then you have to have the ability to fire someone. I don't own this. This is not mine. Life Church is not owned and operated by Aaron Cole or Aaron Cole World Outreach Ministries. That's a joke. But anyhow, it's not operate. It's this is this is your church. I'm here to I'm here to be a person under the authority of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, under the authority of the elder board. And I also have ministerial credentials, and so I have a there, there's a governing body there that I'm responsible in how I live my life and what I do. But I'm also responsible to you. And so I'm here to serve you. My job is to be the food dude. Remember, I'm the guy that's supposed to be serving out the bread of life hot and fresh every week. And if it's not hot and it's not fresh, if it's not sound, if it's not biblical, then you have every right to go, you know what, we're going to take our family and go someplace else. And any healthy church and any healthy ministry and any healthy pastor will say that. Do I want you to go someplace else? Absolutely not. Do I love you? Absolutely Am I flesh and blood and going to fail and make mistakes? Absolutely. Will I own it? Absolutely. Well, most of the time. Uh, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Absolutely. But as a person that's under, under the leadership of the Lord, your responsibility is to partner with those spiritual leaders. Express gratitude, especially for those that are serving in life, kids. Amen? Amen. And, and speak well of them and pray for them. The greatest single, greatest thing you can do for spiritual leaders in your life is pray for them. If God, if the enemy cannot attack me, he'll go after Tammy. And if he can't get Tammy and I, he'll go after my kids. I don't have grandkids yet. That'll be the next layer. There's a real fight. And so your prayers, man, mean more to me than anything. Your prayers mean more to me than anything, knowing that you're praying and you're standing. And again, that's about you. It's about a culture of honor. So again, we're going to keep unpacking this in these next couple of weeks. But um, I'm going to ask you, if you would, across this room just to stand with me, and we're going to pray. The band's going to come out. They're going to lead us in a final song. And there's not really an action point out of today other than just to get us to think, hey, man, 
am I living life with honor? Am I, um, am I teaching my kids honor and respect? Am I honoring the people that I work for? Again, I, I grew up in a blue-collar union household. My dad was the president of local UAW. My dad arbitrated for the UAW. I, I remember when, when they would go to, to picket. I, re, I remember. But my dad always taught me that you, you always speak, even if you disagree, there's still a person of authority. That's still the plant manager. That's still the, and I can vehemently disagree, and I can go head-to-head and toe-to-toe, but at the same time, we're, 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 you know, I, I don't have to be mean. I don't have to, I don't have to be vile. I don't have to, I don't have to call names. I'm going to do what I think is right. I'm going to stand up for, 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 for workers' rights. But at the same time, I'm going to, I'm going to do it in an honorable way. You may just say, how am I dealing with that? Your spouse. Maybe it's just cutting remarks. Maybe it's just things that are just, ah. Ouch. Maybe as a kid, you're here and you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, but you rail on your folks. How, how can you do that? Well, part of it is, is you're young and you're learning, but learn. Don't, don't allow God, don't, don't limit what God wants to do in your life because you don't have the ability to honor the Bible is very clear about this, that promotion doesn't come from the east and west, but from heaven above. And God's going to open up the windows of, and, and blessings and pour out blessings upon you when he can trust you. But you've got to be that honorable vessel that he can do that to. Maybe it's your adult parents. You know, I really am pretty demeaning or really pretty short, or I don't really keep the relationship with them. Do you keep the relationship with your parents that you wish your kids would keep with you? Honor, honor. Father, I just thank you today for your word. Thank you for your people. And I just pray, help us today, Lord. Help us today to be people that live with this code of honor. Lord, help us to never dishonor you. And when we do, let us own it. God, help us to honor one another, those that we are co-laboring with. God, help us to honor those that are in authority in our lives. God, those that we're called to serve. Help us just to think and just answer the question, am I living with honor? Because God, honor is is a characteristic that we control. Honor is not about the other person. It's about us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.